Hey everyone, it's Jonathan, and welcome back to Every Version Ever. Today's episode is a random internet find. I discovered this while researching versions of Peter and the Wolf. This is a half-hour educational video, two 15-minute parts, as far as I know, produced for schools. This is a special from 1981 and stars Ray Bolger, who most people will know from his role as the Scarecrow in the MGM version of The Wizard of Oz, many years before this... <laughs> educational video and it was this role that prompted me to ask Eli Sanza to be my guest for the episode. He and I did an episode about the MGM Wizard of Oz so I thought he might find this as interesting as I did if for no other reason than to see the Scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz in something more recent, relatively speaking. Okay, so this is probably one of the most random finds like, I found a lot of random versions of Peter and the Wolf, but this this is probably the most unexpected one. Like, I never thought that I would... I mean, I knew that Ray Bolger kept acting after The Wizard of Oz, but I don't think I've seen him in anything else, and I certainly have never seen him as an old man. <laughs> so it was interesting no. to see him <laughs> in his later years, in the 80s, making <laughs> a random special for classroom i guess this is for classrooms this wasn't like a tv show or something it was like a video that people would play for kids in school which is interesting it's probably the first time i've covered something like this on any podcast <laughs> yeah yeah it, it was interesting because i'm not sure i've ever seen ray bulger in anything uh past uh the 30s. I don't know if I've ever seen him doing any uh, later work past that decade. Uh, I know I know he did act like for a long time afterward, but I've only seen like old footage of him in like the uh, in like the studio era. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, this was it was interesting that he. The thing that was most surprising to me was that it was interesting that he agreed to do this because it, you would think that a guy who worked in Hollywood saying yes to being in like, not a widely released theatrical movie or anything, but, but just some, some small educational film that'll only be seen by students. It sort of makes me wonder why he chose to do it because it's like well it was just the only role available to him or something i i it's it's, it's really interesting yeah i don't know it's it's one of those things that there's probably not any history on it anywhere as i haven't found anything for it it's just one of those random youtube finds yeah, I bet there isn't any history on it because I don't know where we're gonna find the history of like educational like films because I I that's like a blind spot for me definitely I only like know about like American Hollywood films I don't know anything about educational films so when I saw like a celebrity in an educational film I was like oh wow that's weird I didn't expect that at all. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of a random observation too, but one thing that I liked about this was. The fact that it was really old and it was probably from a VHS. So you got like, we. I think I talked about this with Sarah on a different episode of another Peter and the Wolf one, but there's just the VCR lines and like 
some like the weird sound distortion. I don't know. I I like yeah. that about it. <laughs> yeah. No, well, I like that too because it takes me back to my childhood. Like, like I grew up uh-huh. on VHS tape, so I instantly recognize those sounds and those image distortions because I I'm so used to them. Like, because I watch videos all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, getting into the actual story. How familiar are you with Peter and the Wolf? I was not very familiar with it for a lot of my life. It was like I did not. Uh, I've, I've seen some versions and some parodies of it mm-hmm. throughout my childhood, but I've never actually seen any, like, I don't know, any straight interpretations or I've never learned of the story. I didn't know. Like, uh, I, I, the Disney version, I'm pretty sure I watched that. So I knew because of that, I knew there was a boy, a bird, a duck, a cat, a wolf, and an old man and some hunters. I knew about the entire cast, but yeah, like the, the story, what the character, which all those characters did in the story, I, that didn't stick in my mind. Like the Peter and the wolf story was something that was sort of like I was aware of it, but I never actually owned it. Or I never owned any version of it. I just saw it every once in a while. So it never stuck in my mind, mm-hmm. really. Yeah, I think the Disney version, if anybody's ever seen one, has probably been the Disney version because it's not that popular of a story. I feel like, cause I, like talking to different people, I kind of grew up with the story because we had a VHS tape that had the Disney version and I'm pretty sure we had like an album of like classical music for kids or something that had it on there so I am very familiar with the story but I guess I'm kind of in the minority <laughs> a lot of people just have no idea what it is <laughs> yeah I, I'm not surprised by that because I rarely ever see anyone talk about this I, I know it's I know it's popular in the like classical music community and in like the ballet community and stuff like that, but like uh, not really like. A, I mean, I know it's mainstream and everything, but it's not like a it's not like a popular in like the modern audiences really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there hasn't really been a mainstream adaptation of it. Like the the two biggest ones are the Disney version, which is from the forties, and then there's one from two thousand six, but it was made in Europe. So and that one I don't think other than PBS, I don't think it's gotten a wide release in the US. Well yeah well yeah, you just mentioned the only two versions I've ever saw pretty much. Like yeah, the two thousand six <laughs> version <laughs> that's the stop motion one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that because I, I've, I'm an animation fan, so I've seen a lot of obscure animated films. Like, So mm-hmm. I've watched that, and I've watched the Disney version, and those are the only ones I've seen. But the, it's, it's not like a real, a real favorite of mine, so it doesn't really like linger in my mind that often. It's just, it's just it's a, and, and when you pay attention to the story and you actually see what it's about and what happens, it's kind of it's like... In my opinion, it isn't really that spectacular. It's just it's just a series of events mm-hmm. that happens to a boy. Boy disobeys his grandfather, and is a wolf. The end. It's just that's that's my that's my feeling about it. Yeah, I think it's more 
the appeal is more for the music than the story because the story is very simple. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that actually because the music is probably my favorite thing about it. Well, with this version, there's it, it plays out mostly like most every other version. There's a few things of note for me anyways. I like that you have Ray Bulger going through the forest talking about all the different characters and instruments and I love that they have the orchestra out in the forest. I thought that was an interesting touch. Yeah. That set it apart from other versions I've seen. Yeah, totally. I I mean another thing I I mean I haven't seen as many versions of this as you have, so you could probably answer this. But like I don't remember ever seeing any other version of this uh, with like actual animals involved in the animal roles. I would say that this is the first one that was notable to me as well. I don't. I, I'm yeah. trying to think of the ones that I've seen. I'm pretty sure they have all either been animation or puppets or costumes. Yeah. I don't think there's been any that have had actual animals. This is the only one so far that I've seen. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what stood out to me. It's like it, like it almost felt like a true life adventure or something. Yeah, yeah, kind of. So with the animals, you have, like we said, live action ones. I This is something else very random. I was trying to figure out what kind of bird that the bird was. I don't know if you have any idea. My closest guess was either a starling or a juvenile robin, <laughs> but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I am not sure either. Yeah, I was just like to um, focus on Ray Bolger to care, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what kind of bird it was. I think the thing that made me wonder was because, like, it actually sat on his shoulder for a while, like in, I think, two different scenes. So yeah. I figured either they trained the bird, which seems unlikely with the bird that size. Right. It's it's You don't usually see birds like wild birds trained like that. So, and then as I was looking at it, I was thinking it looked maybe like it was a juvenile because um, like when we were kids, we would see birds that like they fell out of their nest and like you could get close to the birds that were trying to learn to fly. And it reminded me of like robins that were trying to learn to fly. It didn't look exactly like that, but then this is a really old film. It's kind of blurry and the lighting wasn't the greatest. So I couldn't tell for sure what it might've been. All right. So now when I was a kid, the only birds I've ever seen, I grew up in the city. So the most birds I've ever seen were pigeons. Although <laughs> I, I occasionally, occasionally saw a robin on a blue, a blue day, but you know, I'm not cultured in birds. <laughs> All right. The duck was just a regular white duck, and the cat was just a basic house cat. It looked like cats we've had over the years. Yeah. I wonder where they got those animals. I, I ha- The cat, I would guess that somebody on the cast probably just had a cat, or somebody in the crew just had a cat. Yeah. Maybe the same with the duck. I, I would be curious about the bird, though, and the wolf, of course. The wolf was a, a real wolf. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely wondering about that. Yes, I, I wonder if they trained that wolf. That would be that would be crazy. 
they didn't have the wolf really interact with the actors too much. So, oh, well, yeah. Was it like an Animal Planet thing where they just showed footage of the wolf or something? Like, it's been a few days since I watched this, so I can't remember how much interaction there was. But I know most of it was just footage of the wolf. Right. So I'm wondering if they just filmed either a wild wolf or maybe a wolf in captivity in an in an environment that mimics its <laughs> natural home. I don't know. I'm assuming that's what it was because, like, I feel like I would have remembered if a wolf was interacting with the other animals because I would have been, like, my mind would have been blown if I saw if I saw something like that. Like, how did that, and mm-hmm. how did they get those two together? Like, well, well, I think you're right. Yeah, even in the scene where the wolf eats the duck, you just have the the camera POV chasing the duck, and then it cuts away, and then the narrator just says that, the duck was swallowed in one gulp. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that part, though. They were intercutting between the duck running and the wolf running. And I was, <laughs> and I remember thinking when I saw that, yeah, oh, I, I don't think those two animals are really chasing each other. No, I don't think they're going to. I know it's the 80s and there were lax restrictions, but I don't think they're going to actually feed a duck to a wolf for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, and which is a good thing because I feel like people would be upset about that. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> One thing that I thought was kind of odd was that this is kind of like the worst grandpa version that I've ever seen. No, the grandpa was just kind of, surly and angry and at one point he like tosses the cat out of the house where in other versions the cat is the grandpa's pet and the 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 grandpa loves the cat so it was just kind of weird to have him kind of be this kind of angry guy and especially tossing the cat out of the house was weird yeah well i usually always hate the grandpa in every version because he's like a buzzkill he's like a buzzkill and soon as, soon as like peter catches the wolf he's the only one like he's the only one being negative about it yeah well we i think i, t- I talked about this with sarah at one point if you think about it the grandpa does have a point because the kid is like eight and if the, if he hadn't caught the wolf, he would have been the one getting eaten. So, <laughs> yeah, he, he, well, yeah, well, he does have a point. You're right. He would like this is it's not like this kid knew what he was doing or anything. He got lucky. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I guess it's, it is good that he's putting a, a perspective on that. The other thing to that I thought was mildly notable was the hunters. They were dressed strangely. <laughs> the one guy yeah. looked like a weird seventies interpretation of a cowboy, and the others were like <laughs> wearing winter hats. <laughs> they were very yeah. random. Yeah, no, I I noticed that I because of the, all the other versions of this I have seen. Uh, it is noticeable how the hunters look here because like it's it's different from the other versions that's that's for sure and then speaking of clothes too you have the scene where the they're parading him through the town on the way to the zoo and you got you get a ton of extras in this part and this reminded me of last year i did an episode on there was a little women 
miniseries from the 70s. And this reminded me of that because everybody was supposed to be dressed like it was the 1800s, but they looked like they were from the 1970s, but with 1800s clothes. <laughs> like you know. all the hairstyles and everything. It was just so 70s. Uh, you know, as as someone who watches a lot of old movies from the 20s to the 50s to the 70s to the 90s, like it is, I, I I can tell you, it is inevitable that that will happen. Yeah. And like I see it, I see it all the time. I've seen movies from the 50s that are supposed to take place in like ancient Greece, and it's like, and mm-hmm. I see this like. <laughs> I see women looking like they're ready to go to the sock hops and get a <laughs> milkshake. <You're> like <laughs> these like ponytails, and it's like, no, it's like it, that. That is not surprising to you because I see that all the time. Yeah, the more movies I see, the more I catch things like that. It's kind of funny to, but when it sticks out so prominently in something like this, I can't help but just laugh. It just it cracked me up. Yeah. Well, one the one thing that I thought was sort of funny about uh, uh, actually I didn't notice this, but my sister pointed it out that uh, you remember the horse from the Disney's uh, animated version of Sleeping Beauty. Yes. Yeah, his name was Samson, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. He yeah said Samson. That, yeah, Samson. Yeah, he he said that his hair looked kind of like Elvis Presley's hair. <laughs> 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 It looked like the horse had Nell. And, it, and if you go back and watch that movie and look at the horse's hair, you can sort of see what he means by that. And, and Elvis, uh, that movie came out in the 50s. Elvis was from the 50s. I don't know if it was intentional, but <laughs> it's like he sort of has a point. He sort of has a point. Even in, even in cartoons, it happens, not yeah. just live action. <laughs> it's probably one of those subconscious influences. Like, they weren't directly referencing Elvis, but maybe they had seen Elvis and they just liked that look and did it without even thinking about Elvis. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. I think the same thing. Well, the last thing to note about this one is that like a bunch of these, you, you kind of get 50-50 on whether they change the end or not because in the original story, the duck gets eaten and that's the end of the duck. The, there's like a line in the play about you can still hear it quacking because the wolf swallowed her whole. But it, you, a lot of these change the end so that, oh, suddenly the, somehow the duck miraculously survived. And in this one, you have Ray saying that the wolf got a feather stuck up his nose and he sneezed out the duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know that's, that's not how sneezing works. <laughs> that's not how sneezing works. But, but you know what? It's uh, I, I just accepted it as a fantasy. Okay, sure. The wolf yes. sneezes the duck out. Like I, I mean, it seems like they're stressing it a lot to try to make it a happy ending, and then this was a stretch. This was a big stretch. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, it's like fifty-fifty whether they keep the original ending. I think they probably think that having the duck be swallowed forever is too traumatizing for children or something i don't know but a lot of times they do end up changing it yeah yeah they just they just can't help but sanitize it (laughs) i I think i've said this before but 
the my favorite version is the 2006 stop motion one and that's like the one where i would have wanted the duck to survive because that's like my favorite version of the duck and that's one of the ones where the duck he's just dead <laughs> yeah yeah so the ones that i would don't really care about they survive and that one doesn't <laughs> Yeah, I know, but I really loved that version. It's probably just like you. It's probably my favorite too, and yeah. and so like and so I liked all the versions of the characters in the stop motion one. But yes, um, but but hey, the it's it's accurate to how the original was. The duck stays yeah. dead, so and that's and that's part of why I love it so much too. Yeah, it gives it more of a bittersweet ending. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably about all we have to say about this one. It was a pretty short one, but I thought it was worth talking about just for the fact that it was Ray Bolger, plus the fact it was probably the only one I've seen, like I said, with live-action animals. I don't think there's any other versions, at least that I've found. So I thought it was worth talking about. Yeah, no, I'm glad you pointed this out to me because I would have never discovered it if you didn't tell me about it. And I I thought it was like a fascinating piece of 80s history. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes with these different things for every version ever, you just go down YouTube rabbit holes and you find all sorts of weird versions of things. And this is one of the ones that I found. Yeah, and 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 the most uh, surprising thing about it was just the fact that the scarecrow from The Wizard of Oz was involved in this <laughs> at all. It was like, yes. like oh, wow, I, yeah. what's he doing here? But but that made it interesting. He was like, I liked his narration. Yeah, yeah, I like seeing people in a different time than when you're used to seeing them. It's very different, but it reminds me of like if you watch any of Shirley Temple's later movies, it's weird to see her not as a little kid but I like seeing her in at an age and in a context that you're not used to. And that's kind of what this was for me. Yeah. And, and, and I never seen Ray Bolger as an old man before, but as soon as I saw him, I instantly recognized him. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But that's just because I've seen the Wizard of Oz so much probably. <laughs> yeah. I, even though you, you barely see his real face and that you still just his eyes, it's the same. eyes. Yeah. It's got the vibe, yeah. It's very recognizable. Well, thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, it was even great talking about this. Yeah. Do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want more from you? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at eJunkie2014. I talk about, like, The Wizard of Oz and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, and I also have a blog, Entertainment Junkie Blog. You can find that at ejunkieblog.com. That's my website. And there I go more in-depth about the entertainment industry, talk about films, TV shows, video games. And it's mostly uh, like a history lesson about Hollywood. So and I got a lot of fascinating uh, articles there. So come check it out. Okay. Well, until next time, we'll, we'll have you back for another episode. But until then... Have a great day. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Every Version Ever. If you like what you've heard, make sure to subscribe on your preferred podcast platform or to the Every Version Ever YouTube channel. Make sure to follow my co-hosts as well. Any relevant links will be in the description for easy access. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.